Shalom Aleichem, everybody. This is your host, Yosef Chaim Schwab, on Radio, well, no more, J Root Radio, J Root Radio, dot com, 97.5 FM, in Brooklyn and all over the world online, J Root Radio, dot com. And we're supposed to start at 4, but something happened at the studio. Nobody is here. So now they're there, finally. But I am here at 4. I cannot control them. So let us start five minutes late. Um, are we ready for the Parsha of Truma? You can call me anytime you want in the next hour at our incoming line to talk to, to me about these 12, 15 questions I have. The number over here is 9... 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and the hotline, if you don't have a radio or a computer, just want a phone is, you can't talk to me, but you can hear, 712-432-4217, and the archive to play back programs of mine and other people, 718-506-9099. Are we ready? If you want to hear every single day, not just Wednesday at 4 o'clock, every single day a little 30-minute cheer on the parasha, call up one number in the whole United States. It's called Kol Haloshon. They speak in eight languages. I speak in English. I have 2,700 shiurim. Now it's 2,704. The number over there is one number all over the United States, 718-395-2440. 718-395-2440. They got 100 Bali, uh, Bali Magidim, so how do you get me? As soon as they pick up, you pick, you dial, you press 11101. And for half total, 11104. Okay, Rabbi Isai. Uh, now we are ready for the questions on Truma. Truma is about building the Mishkan, right? That's what it's all about. So why do you use the word Truma? We're talking about building the Mishkan, and Truma is 2% of your product you give to the Kohen. We're not talking about Kohanim. We're not talking about agriculture. We're not talking about uh, Truman Meister. So why do you use the word Truma? A gift, you say? Very good. Why don't you use Matono? That's what it is, Matono. So why do you have to use Truma? It's not talking about a Kohen with 2%, one of the 24 Matnas Kahuna. Why do you bring in the word Truma when it's a Matono? That is the first question. Number two. We have a mitzvah to build a mishkan, right? Absolutely wrong. There is no word, no mitzvah in the Torah to build a mishkan ever. Doesn't say that in our Torah. Try to find it. You get a hundred dollars. <laughs> you. That's not. A, it doesn't say vasely mishkan. We have a different word for that. What is the word? But it's not a. It doesn't say you have to build me a mishkan. It says another word. So there's no mitzvah to build a mishkan. So now, the second, that was the second question. Now, how many kalim were in the Mishkan? Three, four, five, six, seven. Mm, how many kalim? How big was the Mishkan? A hundred feet by two hundred feet? Thousand feet? Five thousand feet? Fifty uh, feet? A hundred amas? Two hundred? Three hundred? Fifty? Thirty? How big was the Mishkan? How big in Mamos? And you know that Amos is about two feet, so you can figure it out. So, 
uh, how, how big was the base on Migdash? The chutzah of the base on Migdash was very big. 500 amas by 500 amas. If you multiply that, you get 2,500. And if you multiply the, 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 you know, the size of the chutzah of the Mishkan, which was 100 by 50, you're going to find if you divide one into the other, you get exactly 2%. That's Shuma. Trey may all. Two from 100 is 150th. 50 times the chutzah of the Mishkan, 50, yes, that's the chutzah of the base of Migdash, which is 500 by 500, which is 25,000. Okay, that's a little homework for you to do. Now, what was in the Mishkan? How many things? And let me ask you something else. Where did they get in the Midbar sheet and wood? Nothing is in the Midbar except sand. Maybe a little, uh, you know, a cactus, or what they call that, um, the snare, like cactus. Well, where do you get sheet and wood? Where where'd you get that foil from? Where'd you get the gold and silver and the pearls and the diamonds and all that stuff from? And Karushim. Karushim, that's not the Mishkan. The Mishkan is the cover on top, the first cover of wool, you know, three-color wool. That's called Mishkan. But the building's not called Mishkan. But we call it Mishkan. Well, you know, people say, give me a lead pencil, but there's no lead in it. Or years ago, you wanted that, you wanted uh, tissues, you say Kleenex, but there's 50 companies making tissues. Why do you call it Kleenex? When I was a kid, every chocolate bar was called a Hershey bar, but there's more companies than one making chocolate bars. So you called it a Mishkan, I know, very nice. But the Torah doesn't call it a Mishkan, because the Mishkan is the cover on top. So what was it, the cover or the walls? Now, Karushim, they have to be upright, standing upright, not horizontal, but vertical. You know, they have to be put up the same way they were grown. If a tree has the bottom in the ground, that part has to be the bottom of the keresh. Why is that? Ah, why does it say shittim 24 times here in the Parsha? Anything about shittim that has to do with 24? Mm-hmm. And what if you turn the word keresh around? What word do you get? Mm-hmm. And um, tell me, um, it says, um, um, mm, what's that, seven times uh, what? Seven times something. I know I leave that out. Now, do you know the answer to some of these questions? I'm going to go to the first caller now, if uh, Iran is there. We will go to the first call and see how many callers we get in before we have to dive in Mincha over here at the studio. All right, Iran, do you have any callers? Hello? Yeah. What's, I want what's to your ask name? Question, uh, where they got I don't know what your name is. Anonymous. Anonymous. Okay, Anonymous. What would you... Um, so where did they get the sheetim from? Uh, where did they get the who? The wood from. Oh, the sheet. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, Hashem sent, um, set up trees in the Midbar. They get them from where? Hashem set up trees in the Midbar. No way. Nothing uh, grows in the Midbar. That, I learned you that Nobody. Where did they get the uh, the crushing from? I learned that Hashem sent, um, set up because, like in Parsha Shlach, when he collected. No, it says in the Gemara that no trees grew in the midbar, and therefore they never grew in the midbar. They brought them from some place else. It says in Rashi, you can't, you know, rewrite the Rashi. Uh, it says there who planted them, who took them, what country they were planted in. Nothing was planted in the midbar. That's not true. Nothing. Okay. There's nothing in the midbar but sand. 
Tell me, how did they got these many, many, many Kurushim? 50 Kurushim, where did they get them from? It has to come from a tree. Did you learn the parasha? No. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you where to go. Turuma Chavav, Pasik Tezvav. And look in the Rashi where it says, Vasitra Esa Kurushim. Kurushim is these beams. And look in Rashi and tell you exactly where they got them from. Then you can call me back. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. Caller. Who is on the line? Hello? Nobody Hello? there? Hello, anybody yeah. there? Yeah. Who's there? Zisha Wax. Zisha. Okay, Zisha, go ahead. I have an edit, uh, answer to the question of why Uncle Vini planted the... Uh, Uncle Vini planted the... Uh, the Atashit in Mitzrayim. Yeah, so, why? That's the title of the question, how they had in... Oh, you mean he planted in Mitzrayim when they came into Mitzrayim 210 years before? And uh, how did he know that, that he had to plant them? It says that Rashi. Rashi said he planted them because Hashem said to him, they're going to need... Yeah, he told that Yaakov was a Navi, they're going to need to build a Mishkan as a, a kapara for the eagle, which was gold, and the Kurushim, and they have to build a building. So Yaakovina played 100% right, Zisha. You got the right answer. Do you want a CD? Yes. Okay, so don't hang up. Please. The operator will tell you where to get the CDs. Okay, next caller. No more calls. All right, no more calls. Let me, again, mention these. I'll tell you my call number here. Maybe that's why you're not calling, because you don't know the number. I'll tell you what it is. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. It's a very easy number to remember. Sheva Chad Shmone, Shesh Shmone Shalosh, Chamei Shmone, Chamei Shmone. That's 718-683-5858. So the questions were like this. Teruma is uh, something to do with a Kohen. We're not talking about Kohanim here. We're not talking about Dinam of, of the agriculture. We're not talking about Meiser. So why do you use the word Teruma? A gift, very good. Thank you very much. We can use the word matana. What's the difference between a truma and a matana? There is where the chachma is. Ooh. Does anybody know that? <laughs> wow, there's a real reason why you use the word truma. Okay. Also, it doesn't say in the, in the Chumash you won't find it to build a Mishkan. It doesn't say that. People say it, but it doesn't say in the Torah. People may, uh, it's not true. It says, Hashem, you should make for me a mikdash, not a mishkan. Well, what's the difference? A tremendous difference. Because one is little and one is big. One is permanent and one is temporary. And one you take down all the time, the other one you never take down. So, oh, so it says, V'asali mikdash, a mikdash, abatir. But you're not nature. So, so you have a little temporary portable Mishkan that you'd put up and take down, put up and take down, put up and take down. So really, there's no din to build a Mishkan, but you happen to be in the desert and you can't have a permanent building. And Nane HaKovet may move, so you have to move, have to take down the building. So the, it's really, everything in the Mishkan was in the base of Migdash. Maybe usually the same size, maybe more of them. Shlomo built ten Shulchanos and ten Menorahs, but they're all the same size. So the the, the the 
the thing is to make me a mikdash. You can't do it. No, so but yeah, you make a mishkan. But I really this only did to build base a mikdash. Yeah, don't have a mikdash. They have a mishkan. It's because base mikdash was used for four hundred ten years, four hundred twenty years, and a mishkan only forty years. So there's no din to build a mishkan. But it's a temporary thing. You know what I mean? Like. Default, you have nothing else, so you might as well build a mishkan. But the mitzvah is to build a mikdash. So when Shlomo built the first base of mikdash, it's because it says in the, in the Chumash here today, uh, and you know what that means? I will dwell amongst you. When, you. when you build me the mishkan, I'll come down and dwell amongst you. It's giving us a rem as that Hashem kept the first base of mikdash for 410 years. And the second for 420. It's right in the word Veshochanti. You know that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Those letters. Veshochanti is 410 and 420. In the word. Does anybody know how that works? Wow. Could anybody answer that? There's 410 and 420 in that word. First base of English and second base of English. Do we have any callers? Yes. Hello? Yeah, do we have any callers? Yeah, I'd like to answer the question. The difference What's your name, first of all? Matana and Matana? No, what is your name? My name is Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, you calling from New York? Yes, Brooklyn. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't know what happened to our engineer, but usually he announces the names. Okay, oh, Rachel, so what is it that you like to say? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so a Matana is a gift. A gift you give, if you want to give a gift, you go ahead yeah. and give it. A Truma... It's a donation, a donation you give when you're asked to give it. But and you're yeah. doing it because it's the right thing. Well, a, tru- uh, a matana is a free-willed gift, right? And what is that? Correct. Truma? You're giving it because you choose to give it. What, a truma? A, I no, mean, a, a matana. matana. Yeah, and a truma is? It's a donation. A donation well, you a donation, I can decide to give how much give I want. It. I, listen, if I want to donate to a shul, I can decide I'm not forced. Exactly, but then that would be considered a matana. Well, uh, the donation are they is usually asked, and when the person gives it, that's what they're giving is donation to whatever cause it might be. Oh, you mean that we're forced? No, it's not forced. You, you're, it's it's because you want to give it, but it's that's because you were asked, not that's because you did it matana on your own means- free will. My matana means a gift. If I'm not forced, then truma is also. It said kasha yidvenu libo, whatever you want to give. So why yes, do you tell me I'm forced? Giving because it's the right thing to do, and because well, you were asked could be a right to do thing it. To do, uh, the support, fact that you're uh, giving it and not getting anything returned, it becomes a gift. But you're only giving it because you were asked to give it. But a I don't have to give you're it. giving. Nobody asked you. Nobody told you. But you're doing it on your own because you decided to give a gift. Uh, Rachel, you just said the same thing. A, no, a matana is a gift, and a, uh, a truma is a gift, too. What's the difference? Because a truma, you were asked to give it as a donation. You mean you're forced? No. Oh, you mean to say, a matana, I give on my own, and a truma, I was asked to donate. Exactly. So if I'm asked to donate, can I refuse? Can you can, but you shouldn't because it's the right thing to do to give it. So you know you're very close to what I want to say. You know what, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know what Rachel is saying? It really means this. 
a matana means I give you, I take you out for dinner, I give you, a buy you a new dress, I give you a car. That's called a matana. That's chol. Whenever it's kodesh to a shul, yeshiva, or a mishkan, you don't have to give it either. But if you give it, you are raised. Tzedakah to Romain Goy. Tzedakah raises a nation. Terumah's always for Kodesh purposes. I'm not trying to stop. I like you. I'll buy you a dress. I'll buy you a suit. I'll buy you a house. I'll give you a dinner. I'll give you a diamond ring. That's a, I don't have to. And I don't get elevated. It's not Kodesh. It's Chol. A Terumah means Tzedakah to Romain Goy, says Mishlei. A, when you give to a holy cause, a, a yeshiva, a shul, a base of Mikdash, a carbon you bring, uh, if you don't have to, you have a free will carbon. Then you elevated yourself, you get raised by my tunnel. I don't get raised, I do you a favor, you say thank you, good. But a, 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 a true mommy, you yourself get tremendous out of it, not only the person who gets it. Rachel, you're right, 100% right. Okay, do I get a, do I get a CD? Yeah, stay online, they'll give you a CD. Thank you. Hello. Hello, who's next? How are you? Oh, Arya, they don't announce any names out this week. I don't know why. I guess they have Ruach HaKodesh now. Yeah, they, that's right. Arya Shechter, go ahead, Rabbi Arya. We have a postbook. Etten Bamidbar Erez Shito Vehodos. Yeah. Poshin Yishayim Em Aleph. Etten Bamidbar Erez Shito Vehodos. If you look at the Pushup Shatma, in Midbar you can find Rosim and Shito and Hodos. But the Medish Tanchuma says, Yankov Avinu told Yidin, you should know you're going to build a business. English. I'm preparing right now the Atsushitim, even though in Midbar you're going to find Atsushitim also. Yeah. That's much more than Rashi. That's the... I don't, I don't get think the, a tree is growing in Midbar. Toys. You know that. A real Midbar is no trees. No, etim ba Midbar Erez. Shitim, somebody said before also, well, the uh, Mekoshish. But there's no... There's no and the the little twigs on the bottom. That's not these big beams, uh, 20 amas high, 10 amas high. Nah, I don't think so. The uh, you know, everybody that, knows that the, in the midbar, zero grows. Only, only the bears used to make things grow, all types of fruits. The bears for Miriam. So the, bear, the, the kashi is not a kashi. The kashi is, why did Yankov have planted the trees? Yeah. Because he wanted to give chizuk to Yidna. We are not staying in... Mitzrayim. That's what the Medrash Tanchuma says. You know what else the Medrash says? Yaakov said, um, I'll tell you what he said, Omar Yaakov Lashem, Bamad Tisratsu, Almasa Egel, Lukli Yoko Chavalov Tezvov, and Tisratsu is same gematria as Hakroshim Lemishkon, Yaakov Avino, Noto Lehem Arozim Bamidbor. It comes out same gematria, 1095. Hakroshim Lamishkom is equal to Yaakov Avina Noto Lehem Arozim Bemitzrayim. And 1095 means nothing, but it's the same Gematrium. Therefore, Rakhul said, Bamet Tishatu, how they will be they forgiven? Forgiven for the. And Tishatu is 1095. That's how they're forgiven. So you bring a beautiful Medrash, but I brought a By nice the way, one too. 1095 is also Begematrium. Yeah. Design Ador Meis Benolat Moshe. Really? What was that? Say again. 1095 is the Design Ador Meis Benolat Moshe. Man, you are good. You are very good when it comes to, to Gematrias. Woohoo! 
My, my, my. See, Rabbi said, this is a sofer who knows the Lashon HaKodesh backwards and forwards. Backwards, I know, but uh, forwards, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. You know, tell me why, then, you write um, the Lashon HaKodesh from right to left, but doesn't it say, Kol Pona Shetifna Kulu Yimin? Very good Always question. Go right. you know, I've noticed that 99% of the Sofrim, when they write, uh, let's say when they write uh, Aleph, you start from the right, and you, from right, from left to right. Oh. Each letter from left to right, you make a base. You start from the left, you pull to the right. Called yeah. You start next and letter, what, and, and from the left start from the top to right. Left, you mean? Or every single letter when you make it separately, yeah. starts from Oh, you mean, left let's say right. in Aleph, you start from the top left, uh, and then you go down to the right, Correct. then you make the, a little yud on the, on the left bottom, then the, and the yud on the top right? Unless you're a lefty. People oh. who are lefties are very difficult to teach them how to write. Oh. 10% of, pe- of people are lefties, yeah. and it's very difficult to teach them how to write, and the Prima Godin says, Lekatchil should not become a soifer lerabim, such a person. You know what I saw? In the, in the Sefer on Sodas HaTorah, lefties are mostly very honest people. Uh, they proved it with a certain posting. Lefties are mostly very, they know Yosha, very, they're very makbid on Emmas. Interesting. They, they, All right. They, they, they Listen, Aryeh, thank you so much for calling. I have to move on. That's good. That's good. Hello, who's there? Hi. Why don't they announce your name? I don't All know. All right, what's your name? Leah. Leah. Go ahead, Leah. What's the question? What's the what? what? Next caller, please. What's the, who's the caller? Anybody there? Hello. I know, uh, no, no uh, engineer calling out the names. I don't know what your name is. What's your name? Mashimech. Hello. All right, next caller. Noach? What's your name? Noach? No more. No more. Oh, no more. But please tell me the names when they call. All right. Now let me tell you something else, Rabbi Sai. What was in the Mishkan? How many Kalim? Were there two things, three things, four things, five things, six, or seven? You know how many there really were? I'll tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Uh, well, six Kalim. Could anyone tell me what they were, and how big was the Mishkan? Was it 100 Amas by 50 Amas, or was it 10 by 20, 20 by 30? Does anybody know? Now I'm going to tell you a secret. The base Hamigdosh Chotzer, the yard, was 500 Amas by 500 Amas. That's like 1,000 feet by 1,000 feet. If you multiply 500 times 500, you get to 25,000. The Mishkan, the Chotzer, was 100 by 50. 100 by 50 is 5,000. You know that the 5,000 goes into 25,000? You know how many times? Mm-hmm. Five times. One-fifth is 20%. One-fifth is 20%. And um has something to do with Truma. Trey Mayor, two of 100. Two, two, hun- 2%. 2%. Interesting. All right. Some people don't know this, but I'm telling you that. Let's go further. If there are any callers, you can interrupt me uh um, engineer, but otherwise we'll keep repeat these questions. Kroshim or beams? So beams that says Yaakov planted them 210 years ago in Mitzrayim, and he knew that um, Hashem told him to plant them because he's not going to do. 
a very big sin in the town of Shittim. And 24,000 um, people are going to be killed, die, says in the Torah, because they did Zenus in Shittim. Do you know that Shittim is mentioned 24 times in the Parsha here? You know that? And you know why there's Krushim 48? Because the 48 in the VM. Ah, and you know why a Keresh, a beam is called a Keresh? Because if you turn it around, it's Sheker. If you don't live straight, according to the Torah, which means the tree has to be planted the way, the beam, Keresh has to be planted the way it was growing, the bottom of the tree must be on the bottom of the Keresh, which means your way you grew up with your pure Neshama when you started, and then you did up, you went up, 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 and you went up straight with your Neshama, you're at Tzadik. But if you lived against your Neshama backwards, the word Keresh becomes Sheker. Just like in the Seres Adibros, there's 620 uh, letters in the Seres Adibros. So 620 happens to be Keser. Kof, Kof, Sof, Reish, 4, 620. That's your crown. If you break the Keser, you have to turn the, break the crown, you turn it around, you get the same letter spells, Kores. So either you keep the Torah or you got to pay for it. You really have no free choice. And if you never learn Torah, you have then you're not going to be blamed. You don't expect a person in the third degree to know algebra, but you expect a person who learned Torah to keep it. If you don't, because you know, let's say you're an intelligent person, you know that it's Emmett, but you decide just to walk away from it. You know it. If you were born with no intelligence, you're not chayiv. If you're a third grader, you don't know algebra because you never learned it. But if you know the Torah and you walk away, means you know that two and two is four, and you say it's five, you're a liar, you're going to be punished because you're spreading lies. And when you're living a life against the Torah, you're spreading a lie that this is okay for a Jew to live like this. Ah, so, anyhow, Karashim, Keresh, Sheker, right? And the 48 Karashim, because the 48 Nevi'im, 24 times it says Shittim, because they lost 24,000 people in the town of Shittim, where they did these Averas. And it says seven times the word Brichim, Poles, you know why? The poles, the Mishkan. The Mishkan, well, I, don't, I, don't, I could tell you the dimensions, but maybe you, you people know it. Anybody out there, engineer? Any, any people calling? Boom, not there. All right, it's too early for Mincha. Ski is five after five. They can start five off five. All right, so if there's no more, let's continue talking. So, uh... We said about Truma is a matana for a holy purpose, like building a mishkan or base amigdash or giving to a coin, because there's a pasuk in Mishle, tzedakah to romaim goy, it elevates a nation. And uh, that's why it's not called matana, because the matana is a gift, but you don't get elevated. But when you give to tzedakah, you get back, like the word venasenu. You can read it backwards and forward. It's called in Hebrew, ponim v'ocher, forward and backward. Or in English, it's called a palindrome. You can read it backwards and forwards. There's many words like that. You have the word Abba, Father, or Leil, Evening, or uh, Sus, a horse, or it sits, uh, you know, a plate on the forehead called sits. That's many palindromes we have. Um, many. Mayim, that's a palindrome. You have it in English, too. Mom, Pop, Dad, Noon. So... Palindromes could be read backwards and forwards. Remember I told you there's a guy in New York, a from guy, 
His whole name is a palindrome. His name is Bernie Weinreb. Bernie Weinreb. Every letter backwards is, is also Bernie Weinreb. One in a million people have a name like this. Palindrome. When you read on Shabbos, we learn when you're talking Shabbos, Melissa, Tikanto Shabbos, Tzavisa, all the letters are start from the last letter, backward olive base, Tikanto Shabbos, Tov Shin, right? All the way to olive. And if you read it forward, it makes sense. If you read it backward, also it makes 100% sense. Read it backwards. Mm-hmm. You'll see the words make sense. It's called a, a whole pusik is a palindrome. And, um, there's such things in the Torah, but nothing that you'll give. Same thing with, when you get Truma, you get back, you get elevated, you're a Marumon. Okay, now let's go further. Yaakov planted the, um, the uh, well, how many were they? 50, they had 50 beams, 20 on one side, 20 on the other side, and 8 in the back, that's 20, that's 48, uh, 8 in the back, 48. There's two more somewhere. Oh, in the corner there. The two corner ones were 50, right? 50 beams. There were 10 Thomas tall. That's about 20 feet. Uh, a telephone pole is about 20 feet. Maybe not even. This was maybe higher than a telephone pole. And it was an amo by an amo all around. An amo, it was, a, some say that the beams were one and a half amas wide. Well, um, if it was square, what it was, that's a one and a half amas by one and a half amas. And how thick was it? The Torah doesn't tell you how thick it is. It tells you the height, ten amas, and the width is one and a half. It never tells you the thickness. How much was it? An inch? A finger? A etzba? A tefa? How many? An amo thick? Half amo? We don't know, but if you take, let's say, an amo thick, and you have ten amas by one and a half, and by one, you know, if you know anything about science, if you, and if you know how much wood is, it has a density, half of water, because it floats half in the water. Each, each beam weighed at least, with the gold, eight, nine hundred pounds, each one. So if you have 50 of them, that's many, many tons. More than a tractor trailer can hold, because no tractor trailer can hold more than 10 tons. This comes out to 20 tons, if you do the math. So you need two tractor trailers. So how was it pulled in a midbar? On a wagon by two little, four little calves. How can calves pull 10, 20 tons in the sand? So, no problem. I'll pinace because the, the bay, the kalim was so heavy, when the coin wanted to pick it up, those badim should have cracked right away. You have a mizbech and a chosheth, and a bezech and a shulchan, and an aram, and the aram had a kaporis on top, and karuvim on top, and the stones, the two, uh, the serzadibros, one was smashed, one was whole, and then uh, the, the most emotional safer Torah. Do you know how that weight, I don't know, 1,000 pounds, how you pick it up, and the first second you crack the poles. So as soon as you touch it, the poles, it picked up by itself. No say it's atzmo, atz, no sov. Those who carry it got picked up between Shemayim and Oretz. That means one inch off the ground. They didn't, maybe half inch, but there weren't, was no weight. They were just walking forward. No weight, completely zero weight. The gravity was not downwards. Alpinase. They were walking. Like after 40 years, they crossed the Yamsuf. Yamsuf, uh, no, the Yardane, it split. It split. Didn't say it got dry, but it split. So the Kohanim were walking, some say on top of the water, some say in the bottom with no weight. Over across the Yardane. There it is. No say it's no sub. It carried the carriers. It was a nace thing. 
I mean, and the and the and the and the the, the calves, the golem, to pull all this weight, fifty times eight hundred pounds. Remember, if the the beams were like five hundred pounds, but they had three hundred pounds of gold. You think they just had a little paint job? You took a paintbrush and put a little gold. <laughs> no, they had sheets of gold connected to the wood with gold nails. It says they banged them in the gold nails or screws. They screwed it in. And when you had these Aron and the Mizbeach and you have Tabo's rings, who, how did you connect the ring to the to the Aron, to the Shulchan, to the Mizbeach? With crazy glue? What do you think? Well, well what was what? Well, what? How, how, did they, well, how did it connect? So they casted the Tabo's in the sand there, and they made a screw on the end, you know, part of the ring, and it had a screw ring, and you screwed it deep into the wood, deep in, all four of them, and then you can put a pole in there, a bottom, into tabos. Otherwise, how could you pick up? The ring had to be connected. Like when you screw something into wood, it has to be screwed in. So they cast it, and they said they casted it in the, in, the, in the clay of the midbar there, you know, in the ground, and they made a shape, and they poured in hot gold, and they made a screw on the end, you know, and, then it was, and that's how they screwed it in. Okay, so that's how some of the things. Now, if you have any callers, let's have them. Any more? Two more, two. What's the first name? Mayor. Mayor, you're on the air. Hello? Go ahead, Mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to answer the seven, the six things from the Mishkan. What was that? Say it again. What? Say it again. I want to say the, the six things from the Mishkan. The I can't hear you. You have to talk. The Aring, the Shokhan, the Kiyahu, the Mizbeach, the Zahav, the Mizbeach. You have to talk clearly, otherwise you have to go to someone else. Tell me one more time, clearly, what do you want to answer? I want to answer the six things, what, the objects that were in the Mishkan. Oh, go. Yeah, tell me the 16, the six objects that were in the, in the Mishkan, yeah. The six objects are yeah. the Arayim, the Shulchan, the Menorah, yeah. the Mizbeach the HaMekoshesh, Mizbeach HaZahav, and the Kiyar. The what? What? The Kiyar. Oh. Um, so you have the Aron, the Menorah, Mizbech Nechoshes, Mizbech Azov, and the Kiyar. What about the Shulchan? I said Shulchan. Oh. So you have the uh, the, uh, the Kiyar, the Aron, the Menorah, the two Mizbech, and the Shulchan. Very good. Mayor, you're a very smart boy. How old are you? Eleven. Eleven years old. You go to a good yeshiva. You're a smart guy. You know what was inside of the Aron? Yeah. Wooden box. Yeah, what was in it? The Luchais. The Lucha. Which one? The first or the second? The first. No, both of them. And what else was in there? There was... Um, I'll help you. Moshe's Sefer Torah, and uh, the Mon, a little bottle of the Mon. The Mon. Oh. Yeah, a little bottle of the Biskatoris Hasamim, 
and a little bottle of the uh, Shaman Hamishcha, and also Aaron's Ashmata uh, Aaron that blossomed. But you're a very smart boy. I want to thank you for calling me. Let's go to the next caller. Next caller. Hello. Next caller. Hello. David, you're on the air. Go ahead, David. Hello? Go ahead, David. Could you ask me a question? Oh, yeah. Um, how big was the Michigan? How big? Yeah. I didn't learn that. All right. What does it mean, Michigan? Uh, a building? Okay. Uh, Are you there? To live in? A, ri- a what? A place to live in. A place? A Michigan is definitely in. a place. But what does it mean? Does it have a wind? What does it mean? A, a house? A tent? A box? Uh, a, what does it mean? A place to live a in. Pla- a place to live in. Wonderful. David, thank you so much for calling. Let's go to the next caller. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. What question would you like you to ask answer? him if I get a CD? Yeah. Uh, could you give me what question would you like? I answered before. Oh, you want a CD? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get a CD already? No. Oh, can I ask you another question? Um, let me ask yes. you. Um, tell me, the Mishkan, what kind of roof did it have? Wood or leather? It was made out of material. Ah, you get a CD. Very good. Engineer, give this man a, a CD. Thank you very much, Mayor. Next caller. Uh, Dasa, you're on the air. Hi, can you please ask me a question? Sure. Uh, what means crush him? What? Crush him. The building was made out of crush him. What does that mean? Like Lego? What it wasn't Lego? like one big piece? <laughs> no, no, it was not one big piece. There were 48 pieces of them. What does a crush him mean? It was made out of 48, 50 actually crush him. What does that mean? Fit pieces. Yeah, no, that's a, a piece of what? Leather or wood or glass or stone or rock or what? Hmm. Keresh. How, does the build, how was the building made? It was a building, the Mishkan. How was it made? Crushing, were they stone or was they metal? All right, can I ask you another question? Let me ask you the word truma. What does that mean? Every person had to bring, like, something for the base of Mikdash, for the Mishkan. What does Truma mean? Um. All right. What does Karbon mean? I know what it is, but I know what it means. All right. Very good. Let me ask you one more question. Um, the, the Mishkan had in it a menorah. And what was that made of? Gold. One piece of gold. One piece of gold. How tall was it? One, four inches or 40 inches of 100 feet? Or an armor, two armors, 10 armors, 20 armors, half armor, quarter of armor? Seven armors? Seven armors? Ooh, much too big. That was much too big. You know how big it was? As big as a person. A person is three armors. A man is usually six feet, three armors. That's how, exactly how tall the menorah was. 
and that's the same size as the Eitz Hadas. The Eitz Hadas is supposed to be a menorah. A menorah has light on top, and the, and the Eitz Hadas has flowers on top, which means the end of the, the Eitz Hadas means something beautiful. The menorah represents light, total light. And the flowers on the top, that's what you pick. Eitz Hadas was a, it had beautiful things on it. Some say it was a estrig, some say it was apple, some say it was wheat, chita, some say it was grapes. But it's just as big as a person. So a person has his brains on top. That's why the menorah has the light on top. The Eitz Hadas has beautiful peros on top. So, very good. Hadassah, I'm going to give you a CD. How's that? Thank you. You're welcome. Next caller, please. Goldie, you're on the air. Go Hi, can I get a question? Yeah, go ahead. You want, you want, did you hear any of the questions? Yes. You know any answers? Yes. Go ahead and give me some answers. I know the height of the question. Uh, well, do you have, did, you, did, you, did you hear any of the questions? What? Did you hear any of the 15 questions? Of which questions? 15. 15, no. You didn't, did you hear one? No. Oh, so therefore you didn't listen to the program. You just want to, uh, me to ask you a question. All right. What's the name of the Pasha? Terima. True. What does that mean? Um, uh, 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 like a, a... Like a separation, like a... A separation. Do you know what the... What? What? Here. Hello? Yeah, hello, here I am. Yeah. Uh, what does Truma mean? The name of the Parsham. What does what mean? Truma, the name of the Parsham. What? Yeah, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like a separation. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. What about Mishpatim last week? What does that mean? Um. You learned Chumash? What? You learned Chumash? One. Do you learn Chumash? Not that Parsha. You learn any Parshas? What? What does it mean, Chumash? What does Chumash mean? Five. Like, Five, like... All right, okay, next caller, please. David, you're on the air. Can you ask me a question? Yeah, I'll ask you a question. What was um, what was the purpose of the shulchan? What did you do with the shulchan? People ate dinner on it. Moshe Abena ate on it dinner. What was the What did you do with the shulchan? They put the lechem upon him on the shulchan. Oh, how many lechem upon him? Huh? How many? Twelve. Very good. Lechem upon him. What were they? Was that uh, cake or matzah or challah? Was it real challah? No. What was it? Bread. Bread. What's the pun mean? What kind of face does it have? Face of a man or a woman? What means pun him? A face. A face of a person? No, I don't think so. It had a special shape. It was rectangle and open in the middle, like an open box. That's why it's called lechem upon him. Very good. And now can I ask you one more question? What was in the Aron? Oh, very good. You're a smart person, David. I'm glad you called. Let's go to the next caller. Can I have a CD? Oh, yeah, we give you a CD. Okay, stay on the Technion. We'll give you a CD. Next caller, please. 
Thrilly, go ahead, Thrilly. Can, can you ask me a question? Oh, now nobody listens to the. They only want me to repeat the question. Okay, let me ask you a question. Are you ready? We lost him, Rabbi. We lost him. Okay, who's next? No more calls. Let me tell you, Rabbi Isai, when your parents are listening to me, you got to be sure that when the kids go to the yeshiva or the Beis Yaakov, you have to test them and ask them what the words of the Torah means. Because, like, the word truma, it has a meaning. And the word uh, mishpatim has a meaning. And aron means a box. And aron akodesh is also a box, but it's vertical. And that aron was horizontal. And you have to ask them, you know, if the teacher is teaching of the word. Carbonos means, yeah, sacrifice. What does that mean? What do I mean? Karov means to get close. What does it have to do with sacrifice? No, it's nothing to do with sacrifice. That's a Gaisha word. Karov means I get close to you. You're my of my relative. If the Rebbe doesn't know how to translate, he shouldn't be a Rebbe. He should know what every single word in the Torah means. Keresh is a beam. And I have to know how big this beam was. One inch, 500 inches, 10 miles tall, 10 inches. You have to know exactly how, how much is an Amor. An Amor is not 100 feet or 5 feet. An Amor is about 2 feet. Because there's 6 Tafachim in an Amor. And every Tafach is about 4 inches. 24 inches is, a, is 2 feet. An Amor is 2 feet or 1.5 feet. But about 2 feet. And if the Rebbe doesn't know that, he shouldn't be a Rebbe. Because you just can't say Tafachim. Tafachim, how much is a Tafach? Tafach is about 3.5 to 4 inches. And our Rovins and Hadassim have to be 3 to 4 him. 11 inches. You have to know that. And then you say that, uh, uh, you know, it says in the Torah often like the word um, Parasol. How much was that? 50 miles? 5 miles? Half a mile? Or middle? How much is that? Is it a mile? No. You have to know. Is it a, a fraction of a mile? An inch? 500 miles? If you don't know these words, you're not teaching Torah. You're wasting the kid's time and the mon- parents' money. You have to tell them how much is a meal to us today. This is real Torah. It's not old-fashioned stuff that they only understood thousand years ago. I want to know today how far in Shabbos of I walk and mill. And it's us or How many feet is that? 5,000? 50,000? 5 feet? 10 feet? You must know that. Otherwise, you're not getting a chinuch. You hear some of the answers, don't you? People don't know words. Tumor uh, and Matana. We explained it to the first caller. She's a very smart woman. So because she, you know, she learned Torah correctly. Now, if any more callers, we're going to tell you some more things about the Basha. Three calls. Three calls. Very good. Who's the first one? Mayor. Mayor, you're on the air. I want a question. Oh, you want a question. All right. Tell me, what, uh, what did they do on the Mizbeach and the Choshet? What was this for? What's the purpose? You go to Yeshiva? No. Yeah. What grade are you in? Six. Sixth grade, so you're 11 years old. Did you ever learn the parsha? Yeah. So what do you do on the Mizbeach and the Choshet? Just for looks, or what did they do there? The coin is lunch there. What was the Mizbeach and the Choshet for? You lie down the animal and you cut it. And uh, what is the Mizbech and the Choshik for? What do you do with it? What do you do with you, the animal? You shechted. You don't shecht it on Mizbech. No animal was ever, ever, ever shechted on the Mizbech. Ever. Never, never, never. What do you do now on the Mizbech with the animal? 
the animal you put on its stool. Yeah, what do you do with the animal when it was there? What does it do? It just lays there overnight? Nothing happens to it? If you leave it overnight, then... The boy side, you better check your Rebbe. You better check what you are. You're paying tuition to yeshiva. This child does not know, 11 years old, what happens on the Mizbeach with the animals. Uh, my son, my friend Meir, they burn the meat of the animal on the Mizbeach. That's why we have a Mizbeach, because the animals are shechted on the floor and brought up on the Mizbeach, and you burn them completely into ashes. You have many types of carbonos. Ola, chatos, asham, different carbonos. Some carbonos are made out of wheat, uh, you know, called mincha. So, may I ask you another question? Uh, on the mezbech hazahav, the golden mezbech, what do you use that for? You use it for the... You better ask your Rebbe tomorrow. We're learning the parish. What do you use the mezbech hazahav for? Just for looks? Or what do you do on there? No. Uh, what do you do? Tell them. But you put the the mixture of spices. Spices? Ah, very good. On the two cor- opposite corners, which is like four sides, where the two co- sides come together, that's called the ketores. Correct. That's what, every single day the coin guddle does that. And once a year he puts on a few drops of blood. What do you do on the big mezbeach outside? I just told you. The one that's outside the building. Mezbeach and the you put on. That burn an- you burnt animals there. Very good. Mayor, you get a CD because you're such a smart guy. Give him a CD, okay? Next caller. Rivka, you're on the air. Yeah, could you ask me a question? Oh, sure. Well, what was in the kiar and the condo? What is that for? To wash your hands. Wash the hands. And the feet, too? Yeah. And what, what's the, which one holds the water, the kiar or the condo? The kiar. Oh, what's the condo mean? The base. Oh, you're a smart girl, Rivka. See, the guys know, the women, the girls know how much better than the boys because the boys are learning Gemara all the time and they don't have an idea what the Torah is talking about because otherwise they would know these questions because you have to know what's one of them is Bayach, otherwise the Rebbe shouldn't, it's not teaching Chumash. I guess that's not important. It's only the Gemara which is important, but first you start in the first grade, second grade, third grade. You have to learn Chumash, the Mishnah, then Gemara. How can you learn, how can a guy learn algebra if he never learned arithmetic? So you must teach fundamentals, otherwise the child is cheated. He's embarrassed to call the program because, look, the Ren, Mr. this Rabbi Schwab says, what's on the Mizbech? He doesn't know. Can you imagine? Like, what's in a car? A person. That's why you have a car, so you can drive it. The Mizbech is the condition. It's only for burning carbonos. Nothing else. All right. Well, who's the next caller? Tehila, you on the air. Tehila, you on the air. Can you ask me a question? Yeah, what is the parochus? Okay, I ask you another question. What is the kaporis? All right, the, third question. What is the karuvin? The angels that were on the top. Oh, very good. They look like angels, right? Right? What? Right, that's, okay. Uh, take the, what do the crew look like? They look like little children. Little children. But do they have wings? 
Yeah. Oh, very good. Like angels with children's faces. And what? And that is on top of the Oran, right? Yeah. What material is it made out of, the Kruven? It's made out of gold. Very One good. One piece of gold. 100% right. And um, was um, uh, well, they were sitting on top of, what is that cover called of the Oran? What is that cover called? The Prochus. Oh, no, the Kaporis. Kaporis sounds like Parochus. Kaporis means... Out of the gold sh- cover, they came these Karuvim, and the Karuvim came out like a flower comes out from something else. So Parochus has the word perach, flower in it, because inside the Parochus, they wove an eagle's face, and then the other side was a lion's face. It's like a growth from the Parochus. Parochus and Kaporis has the same root. From the Kaporis came out the Karuvim, like a perach. Like a flower. That's why kaporis has the word perach in it, flower. And parochis has the word perach in it, flower. Something grows out or is coming out of it. Very good. Rahila, you're a very smart girl. You want a CD? Yeah. Okay, we'll give it to you. Stay online. Next caller, please. No more. No more. I know the cedra is very uh, detailed. I know it's very hard for kids. I understand that. But when a Rebbe teaches a Mora or a Rebbe teaches, they should teach him fundamental that there was, the building was 30 amas long, 60 feet by 10 amas wide, 20 feet, and it was 10 amas high, 20 feet high. 10 amas is 20 feet. And then how could they put the cover on top of the Mishkan? You have to be 20 feet tall. How could you do that? How could you do that? The building is 10 amas, 20 feet tall. So they said Moshe Rabbeinu did it. The cover on top. Moshe is 20 feet tall. He's a giant. Well, that's what the Gemara says. He, how do you become a giant one day, next day you're a regular person? Moshe was 10 amas, it says. You mean, if you're different than anybody else, you've got to make a bracha when you see him. Mishana Habrios. It's like Chasushon, a freak. A person who's a midget is also very small, make a bracha. Three feet tall or 20 feet tall. There's nobody in the world who's 20 feet tall. The biggest basketball player is seven and a half feet. Maybe 7.9, but nobody's 20 feet tall. 10 amas is about 15 to 20 feet. How do you put the brokers on? Moshe became very, very tall, or he was very tall. 20 feet is pretty big. There's no human being in the world that is 20 feet tall or 15 feet tall. The biggest one was 7, 8, 9, 10, 20 feet. Moshe was, it says, he became, he was 10 amas tall. No, you have to believe that because it says so. And could you say in Ruchnias? No, the building is not Ruchnias. It's made out of wood. How do you cover on top, the Mishkan on top and everything? So Moshe became 10 Amas, 20 feet tall. And also the Mizbech has Hanachoshes was 10 Amas tall, 20 feet. And the pole was in the middle at 5 Amas, 10 feet tall. Where if a person has to carry it, a person is only 6 feet. And his shoulder is 5 feet. How can you carry something if your shoulder is 5 feet off the ground? How can you carry something that the pole is 10 feet off the ground? So it said all the Levian became Anakim, giants. And every day, just while they carried her, every day, they were always a giant. This we don't know. This is a very big secret. But somebody had to carry the, the, the biggest Katie was the Mizbech and the and was not inside the Mizbech, by the way. It was outside. There was only one Mizbeach inside, a little tiny, tiny, tiny Mizbeach Hazor, one armor by one armor by one armor by one armor. 
It was one amma, it means two feet by two feet by two feet by two feet. And a little tiny thing. And they put on there a drop of uh, every day on the catty corner in the opposite corners. They put keturahs once a year, a couple of drops of blood on Yom Kippur. All right, Rabbi Sight, it is now 5 o'clock. And um, we have to end the program. Thank you so much for calling. I wish you learned the Parsha. It's very detailed. It's not an easy Parsha. You're 100% right. I know it's hard, especially for little kids. But the parents who go over with their children, you know, to know basic information in the Torah. And good, this week is uh, Friday is Rosh Chodesh Ador Aleph. We hope some great things happen in the world starting Friday to bring Simcha to Cloud Israel. Thank you,